the Huntress podcast, where we embrace, encourage, and empower the mighty Huntress. I'm Heather, Huntress, Falconer, and proud Canadian. And I'm Katie, Huntress, student of bushcraft, and proud Canadian. To kick off this podcast, we're going to start from the beginning and talk about how we learned to hunt. So... Heather, would you like to kick us off? So my journey started with falconry, um, and that's my, and will always be my true love. Uh, so getting into the falconry game, I needed a small games license, which means I needed a hunting license in Ontario. And so I decided to just do the whole shebang and do the hunter ed and the gun safety course in one. Um, and so I, uh, <laughs> I ended up learning how to gun hunt that way. Um, Why don't you tell a little bit about uh, how you jumped into this, Katie? So actually, when we first met, we quickly realized that we both had an interest in hunting. And um, we got talking, and Heather was already starting to get, working towards getting her gun license, and um, really encouraged me to get mine. I was interested in getting my gun license because I was planning to head up north and I work with animals. I wanted to keep animals um, and start uh, start a little hobby farm. And um, I knew that working and living up north, uh, a, a gun would be really handy to have and just make me feel a little bit more secure up there. And so... I'd been thinking about getting my gun license and with talking with you and your enthusiasm and excitement over hunting, <laughs> I was like, okay, if I'm going to get my gun license, I should definitely get a hunting license as well because that'll be a good way for me to get more comfortable and familiar with using guns and all those, all those kinds of things that go along with it. And so I was hooked. I was in. Um... So, Heather, when you got started, what did you find kind of the most challenging piece? Um, I mean, you mentioned getting used to guns. I grew up with two brothers, um, and I recall my dad going hunting um, with my brothers when I was a kid, but um, I was much younger and I was the girl, so I didn't get to go. So I I didn't get that uh, familiarity right off the bat that my brothers got. Um, so getting used to the guns was a little bit different for me. Um, and, and really that just took some practice. It took, um, encouragement. Um, and fortunately I, I live in a space and you had some space that we were able to shoot in and, and get used to the guns. Um, and, and finding spots to hunt was another uh, tricky piece. Uh, living um, in a pretty populated part of Ontario, spots can be a little bit tricky to, to secure. Um, and so you actually had a big part <laughs> in helping out with that. <laughs> yeah, so I think, you know, when we got started, I think getting comfortable with guns was definitely one of the things I was most worried about as well. And, um, you know, that fear of like a gun going off accidentally was uh, pretty strong. And I also didn't grow up hunting and I didn't have family members who went hunting either. So I was really unfamiliar with it. But I definitely had some cousins who I knew were keen hunters. 
Um, and uh, they would, you know, come to the family get-togethers with stories of moose and deer and, and whatnot. So um, I reached out to one of them, um, who I knew was really interested in it. And uh, we arranged to, to go up there and they agreed to mentor us, which was fantastic and um, was really helped um, helped us progress in our journey to hunting. So just even knowing like uh, the calls to make and um, kind of the routine of getting prepared and ready to go out hunting and then uh, what what to do when you're out there, where to sit, all that, those kinds of questions that we kind of had. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was really helpful for sure. Yeah. And then there was a point where, um, we kind of took over our own, you know, hunting selves and, yes. uh, you, you scored a place down our way. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we had a, where I was, because I have horses and I have a hay guy. He delivers hay to us. <laughs> the local farmer who delivers hay to everybody in the neighborhood. And um, we we had a really good relationship. And so um, I knew he had a couple farms in the area. And so I reached out to him and said, hey, would you be willing to let us hunt on one of your farms? And he was keen and he was really happy to have us come and... Um, make use of his bush. So we went out there and did a walk around. I'd never been. And I think we were both like, okay, this, this could be a possibility as a potential, potential place to hunt for sure. Yeah. And I believe that first season we heard all kinds of gobblers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Those, yeah. The first season we basically just went out into the woods and we were like, I don't know. Let's just sit out there and see if there's anything out there. And um, we sat down and waited. And wouldn't you know it, there was a lot of noise <laughs> in the morning. Um, so we we were starting off with turkey hunting. And uh, we knew that we also wanted to progress to deer. And so turkey was kind of the, the uh, easy one to get started with. And so... Um, we were out there, heard lots of turkeys, got really excited, um, didn't know like how much to call or how much to push or, um, uh, but we were excited just to sit out there, listen to them and see if we could see any. Um, they were all hanging out over the hill so we couldn't actually see them, but it was pretty exciting those first few, first few mornings. Yeah, you know, there's nothing like the first time you hear gobbles out in the bush. Oh my word. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've lived in the country a, a large part of my life, and that was the first time that I'd been, like, heard them like that. Yeah, that it's amazing. pretty special. It's a very uh, unique experience. And I think that um, that perseverance that we <laughs> we really had the first few seasons here um, is is really a big thing about, you know, we talk, we're talking about what, what you need and what, what the struggles were that first season. Perseverance is one of them, like... If we didn't have perseverance, we would have given up because, yeah. you know, we weren't, we weren't really seeing anything. We weren't really, yeah, it was, it was a difficult season in terms of, you know, defining success. <laughs> so when did we start this, Heather? Like, when did we get our um, licenses now? I think it was, I think I got mine two years ago. 
So we're still kind of baby hunters at this point. Oh, totally. I don't claim any expertise in this field. <laughs> <laughs> what I claim, though, is is just kind of an earnest uh, desire to learn. And, and really, um, for myself, I really wanted some female mentors. Um, I... You know, I just feel like there's a different kind of connection. I, I could easily, you know, talk to my dad. And, and I have gone out with my dad. Um, but it, there's something really special about um, connecting with other female hunters. I've had that experience um, with other female falconers. Um, and, you know, I've been out and hunting with, with other male falconers. But there's something really, really unique. There's a, there's a different level of connection with other females that I, I experience. Um, and, and I've experienced that with you. So mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons that I was really um, keen to find a female hunter. And that was a really big challenge. So I was mm -hmm. really grateful for um, your cousin, um, his, his wife, mm -hmm. <laughs> really taking us under her wing. She was, yeah. she really, really knew what she was doing. She's very enthusiastic hunter. She's mm -hmm. got lots of experience and um, yeah, lots of wisdom. She's had caught a number of turkeys and so um <clears throat> so yeah we were really blessed to be able to learn from her for sure so katie going back to the beginning um you've just gotten your license what was the first step for you after that okay so next up was actually get my hands on a gun <laughs> <laughs> And I fell into some luck because, I mean, I didn't have a budget for um, buying firearms. And so, um, funny story, my dad had a gun when I was a kid that someone gave to him. And uh, my dad is not a hunter. He was not about to use the gun. And so he ended up... Uh, giving it to my uncle, who is a hunter. My uncle had it for years, and uh, he really liked this gun. He thought it was pretty special, little twenty-two, <laughs> um, German-made, um, had been used by soldiers. He was really into that kind of stuff. So it kind of had sat around for probably 20 years in his lockbox. And um, my dad reached out to him and said, hey, would you be willing to give back that gun so I can give it to my daughter? And he was kind enough to say, sure, absolutely. And so um, lockdown had already started. This was um, March 2020. And so he sent the gun via mail um, to my home. So I got it wrapped up in a box um, with lots of duct tape and the key and lock inside. And the lock that came with it had a key, <laughs> which I knew right away I needed to change because I really am not great with keys. But anyways, that was my first gun. And so um, it was amazing because you had a 22 as well. And we were able to go out into my backyard and set up a little, um, a little uh, target practice area and uh, do some shooting back there and get really comfortable with them. And then um, I don't, I've been given like tips on what, what guns I should get for turkey hunting and deer hunting. And um, so once again, I didn't have a budget. So I was kind of like whatever I could find. And so I put out a call on Facebook and I knew that I knew people who liked hunting and maybe they had an old gun they were thinking about selling or getting rid of. And uh, put the call out and a friend, an old, old friend of mine I hadn't talked to for years, um, saw my post and said, hey, I got a Remington 870. And I was like, oh, that's that's on the list of approved <laughs> guns. 
And so um, uh, picked it up from him, which was amazing. And um, uh, started trying to get a bit more used to handling that larger gun um, as well. But what about for you, Heather? What was, once you got your license, what was your next step? Yeah, so, I mean, I had I had access to some guns to, to play with, so it wasn't necessarily my first step to get a gun. Um, I think for me, the, the first step was more about tactical gear. <laughs> hmm. um, you know, just getting camo stuff and figuring out kind of how to bundle up but not overheat, um, you know, Canadian weather. <laughs> Sometimes in the spring or the fall, you never really know, <laughs> at least in this part of Canada. Um, yeah, so figuring out that stuff, there, you know, when, once I kind of had a bit of a handle on some of the gear that I needed, um, so things like, you know, just, just rubber boots, um, um, you know, camo pants, camo, um, I use uh, really a sweater. I do have a camo coat that, uh, I, I, you know, it was at my house before I took up mm. hunting. So it's my dad's coat that I can steal if need be. But, um, fortunately our, our seasons have been fairly mild, um, mm-hmm. that we've gone out anyways. So, so the sweater and some, some thermals do it for me. Um, and then the calls, Oh, I found yeah. the calls really hard because when you're turkey hunting, there's choice. <laughs> <laughs> so it felt like it was a lot of, you know, watching YouTube videos and um, talking to people I knew who hunt. Like, what, what do you like to hunt with? What calls do you like? And then practicing on those calls. That was tricky. And I haven't... Oh, I, you were, were you there when I bought this? I just bought... Um, because I ended up going with the slate call. Um, and I really am fond of my slate call, um, but I find it's a lot of pieces, right? It's got the mm-hmm. the slate, and then I have two, um, what are they called? Sticks. <laughs> two sticks. We're not experts. Yeah. <laughs> In case you didn't realize that already. <laughs> um, sticks. And, um, and, and so I was putting them in my pockets and I found that really awkward. Sometimes they'd rub on each other and so they'd be making noises as I walked. It was very annoying. But I just got a holder for them and I'm super excited to go out this season um, using the holder for sure. Yeah, and and again, like I do say, you know, we're not experts. The the point of making this podcast was to to show people that, um, you know, starting out with something, you fumble your way through it and that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's okay to not know what you're doing. And I mean, not with firearms, please, please know what you're doing with a <laughs> gun or with a bow when you go out. But, but, you know, with the camo gear and you know what, what other gear you need and whatever, um, that stuff can be figured out and it, and, and it is being figured out. So even now, um, you know, we had kind of, um, got our, got our, our paws wet, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. with the turkey hunting. And so we're kind of shifting gears into deer hunting at this point. Um, and so we're now figuring out, okay, what do we need for deer hunting? So we've set yeah. up some feeder, um, tubes out in the bush and, yeah. um, we've set out some, we've, we've made some handmade, some blinds out there. Gone out looking for bedding and for tracks and see where they're going and what they're, what paths they're taking through the woods. It's actually a really great time this time of year because we've had a great winter right. with lots of snow. It's been easy to see where they've been and um, 
the routes that they're taking so we can kind of set up close to them. But actually, I want to circle back because you mentioned about bow hunting. Yes. And um, so maybe you can talk to us a little bit about why we don't bow hunt. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. (laughs) if we might eventually one day need to bow hunt. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking the same thing. Um, I mean... I don't bow hunt. First of all, when I, I mean, I'm a student at this point in my life. Um, I'm a grad student, so I'm I'm like super broke. <laughs> I had access to guns, so so that was sort of the deciding factor for me. That all being said, I also have some back issues. So um, mm. even mm. with um, you know the manual crank, mm. um, it's still just not enough. You just you need that yeah. strength in your kind of lower back, your lower core to be able to pull. Mm. Um, and I don't, I just don't have that um so guns it is for me mm-hmm. <laughs> how about you um well I was interested in guns because I was looking at like in a farm situation you kind of need a gun and I just want I was really just wanting to get, become comfortable with guns so when I started hunting that was the um the real drive um <clears throat> I will say though that now that I'm starting to get into this hunting thing and we uh, and the guns have been great and fun um, to get you know to work with, um, but the season for turkey and for deer is definitely limited uh, when you don't have a bow. And so, looking at like success rates, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I may eventually start to see that. Uh, that extra time, be, that extra time being able to hunt might be something I, I'll be more interested in as we get further in. But we'll see. I, I don't feel as uh, drawn to the bows or as comfortable with bows um, yet. So that that would be like the next step farther down the road. Yeah, and I can definitely see that argument of the extended seasons with the bows. Um, I, again, I like I'm a falconer before I'm a gun hunter and Mm. my falconry season Mm. runs from September 1st to March 31st. So I have lots to fill that space with. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't need to crave the, the bow as much because Mm. I've, I've got Mm. talons. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Very good. Um, okay. So thus far I have been unsuccessful in making my first kill. In fact, I have not even shot at an animal yet. <laughs> Which, um, so far, it's been enough just to kind of be out in the woods. I've really enjoyed just the experience of, you know, the planning for hunting and the, the being out there in the mornings and um, watching the sun come up. It's been lovely and hearing them and um, seeing lots of action out there. Um <clears throat> But I haven't made a kill yet. So Heather has had a little bit more experience in this area. So maybe you can talk to me about what that was like. Um, yeah, so I haven't had any experience um, killing with the gun yet. I was fortunate enough, uh, my the last spring hunt, I think I was on... Um, I saw my first turkey and shot at my first turkey and missed mm. my first turkey. Mm. Oh my word, she was so excited. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it was thrilling even to shoot, right? So like, thrilling. Yeah, um, it, you know, it's something that I certainly feel hooked on. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm 
looking for more for sure. Um, but my first kill was, um, was with the birds. Um, and, um, I believe my first kill was just a squirrel. And I mean, I shouldn't say just a squirrel cause every, in my opinion, every creature kind of deserves its, its own honor. Um, and a squirrel is a worthy opponent. Um, but, um, I remember feeling those last, um, breaths those last kind of gasping for breaths and I remember that feeling and it haunted me um that squirrel showed up in my dream several times Mm. and then I remember Mm. my first rabbit the first Mm. rabbit I killed and that showed up in my dreams a few times and then I I remember yeah there was a few um of the first kills that I that I did that I um that really kind of haunted me um and so for me I mean I I choose to pay respects to the animal's whose lives I'm taking. So Mm. I pray over each of the animals Mm. that I kill, over the lives that I take. I am grateful for um, every life that I take. Um, That being said, yeah, you know, the killing piece is my least favorite part of hunting. Um, I love the tracking and um, the action, uh, particularly with the birds. But I, I, you know, and even just sitting there in the morning um, with my gun and being away from everything else and, and nothing else really matters out there. Um, that's a really special place and that's a really special um, situation that I that I can put myself in. Yeah, so. So with the birds of prey, though, when you're um, hunting with birds of prey, um, these are birds that would be making kills as a, like a natural part of their lives. And um, what they take gets fed back to them to sustain them. Do you think that that's going to have a different feeling when it's you with a gun pulling the trigger? So the reason that I want to hunt, and and I mean, that's a really good question because that kind of takes me to to the purpose of hunting for me because as far as I'm concerned, I have enough to live on. I mean, I I don't need to hunt. It's I'm, I'm sport hunting, so as it were. Um, but I do it because I believe I can do it ethically and I can do it sustainably. Um, I mean, you've heard my track record. It's not awesome. (laughs) So, you know, I'm not making a huge impact. Um, but I, I really do want to know where my food is coming from. I, um, you know, I, I would work really, really hard at using all the parts possible. Um, I, Years ago, I learned how to tan hides just because I needed to know how to do it so that I could use, you know, um, all the parts of the rabbit. We were feeding the birds at the the, uh, the place I was volunteering. Um, anyways, so I, yeah, I, I really um, value that connection and, and that, um, yeah, just the, the sacredness of the connection with, with animals and with nature. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's really the reason that I got into hunting. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't necessarily to sustain myself Mm -hmm. um that being said i will use what i can and and you know consume less um um shipped goods and whatever so yeah and 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 yeah so what what was your reason for getting into hunting so it was just to get comfortable with guns oh that's it okay that was the main the main part i am very excited though to um to be able to um, taste and create recipes and experiment with recipes for turkey and for deer. I've 
tasted them before, like venison and and whatnot, because my cousins would bring it to family get-togethers, etc. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'm I'm excited about that piece. I don't know if you have watched much of the what's that hunting show? Meat Eater. The Meat Eater, and he really uh, talks about that piece as well. The um, the cooking and the with wild with wild game that um, there's something special and um, unique about it and knowing where your food comes from I mean all those things I'm happy to participate in as well um, but like my initial reason for getting into hunting was um, just to become more comfortable with guns. You know I found in in my experience with hunting both with falconry and with gun hunting. Um, there's sort of a sacred nature to the hunt and to kind of honoring what what humans have been given in the form of creation. Like, really wanting to um, respect that. You know, it's not it's not about just going out to kill. It's mm-hmm. you know, there's a respect that comes with it, and that's something that I find um, really valuable. And again, it it maybe helps curb my my guilt of killing yeah. <laughs> or or even the thought of killing. To participate in this very natural, ancient right cycle of life that right. um, that we're a part of, yeah. whether we realize it or not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, what do you hope um, we accomplish through this podcast, or what do you see coming up for this podcast? Um, that's a great question. We have some ideas. I want to um, I want to delve more into kind of. I want to delve more into things like the sacredness of hunting and um, looking at firearms laws in Ontario specifically, or, um, you know, I've got all kinds of ideas brooding. (laughs) Um, But what the big thing for me is I really, really wanted to give a female voice to the world of hunting. I, um, I opened um, an out of doors magazine, out of doors magazine. It was a hunting magazine. It was a, it was a hunting magazine from the States. I think it was, maybe it wasn't out of doors. Um, anyways, it's a hunting magazine and I opened it up and, you know, it was a good magazine and there was like three pictures of women and Mm -hmm. one of them was with her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. The other one was like a child, like a little girl Mm -hmm. in a fishing trip. And Mm -hmm. another one was, um, a mom. Mm -hmm. And I, my heart just kind of broke, um, at the thought of how underrepresented, um, I feel. And I will say one of the things that I've been very surprised about and, uh, pleasantly surprised about is as I've gotten into this, um, finding and connecting with other women who are hunters. Yeah. And uh, there's just been a number of different people in the last number of years that since I've started to express an interest in hunting, they started to come out of the woodwork and um, it's been a great way to connect with people. And uh, Yeah, so we want to be that for, for mm-hmm. other female hunters that are looking to connect and looking to, um, to have their voices kind of heard a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so I'm hopeful um, as we move forward, um, just with topics that we're going to cover, and and hopefully um, be able to have more female hunters on to mm. to speak uh, to their own experiences. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, awesome, great. I think we can wrap that up for this time. Awesome, <laughs> <laughs> great. Till next time. Till next time. <laughs> <laughs>